0: So the WHO is refusing to name the new variant of the coronavirus after President G of China. I'm going to explain the details, but that's essentially the situation is the WHO refuses to name the new variant of COVID after President Xi Jinping of China. We wouldn't want to offend President G of China. Who better? Could you think of anybody more fitting to name the new variant of COVID after more than Xi Jinping, the monster behind this pandemic. I mean, I couldn't think of anything more appropriate. I mean, they should have named the whole COVID virus after President Xi, but we don't want to offend President Xi. That story's coming up. So this was bound to happen. President Biden has brought down Dollar Tree. Yes, no exaggeration. I'm sure you've heard of this already. President Biden is going to go down as the man who brought down Dollar Tree because Dollar Tree is no longer charging a dollar for every item like it did for many, many years. Dollar Tree is now charging a dollar twenty-five. So the Biden legacy, no matter what happens from here on in, and he's probably only going to get worse. But no matter what happens, the Biden legacy will—he'll oh, always be known as the man who brought down Dollar Tree, who caused Dollar Tree to hike their prices to a dollar twenty-five. You cannot make this stuff up. The store is called Dollar Tree. That's the store. That's the name. They're not changing the name to Dollar Twenty-Five Tree. But you're going to walk into Dollar Tree, and thanks to. One man, President Biden, and his out of control inflation, it's no longer going to be a dollar for every item. It's going to be a dollar 25 for every item in the store. You cannot make this stuff up. You know, you're going to go to Dollar Tree, and your kids are going to say, Well, why does everything cost more than a dollar? It's called Dollar Tree. And you're going to say, Well, there's one man. Thank President Biden. I mean, this to me is the slogan for the Republicans in the midterms. You can either vote Republican or you can vote for the socialist policies that brought down. Dollar Tree. Right, meanwhile, Biden's approval numbers just continue to plummet out of control. According to the latest poll, Biden is less popular than all 50 U.S. governors. All 50 governors in the United States, Biden is less popular than. Than all of them, he's less popular than the than the least popular. That's not easy. That takes effort. It's not easy to be less popular than all fifty governors. That's even Phil Murphy. I mean, there's always a couple of governors who are just extremely unpopular, and yet Biden has managed to to tank below all of them, and he single handedly. I mean, literally, like it's like he's just. It's unbelievable how he just goes from bad. To worse. And what's incredible is that, you know, if Trump brought down Dollar Tree, you know that it would be the top headline on every paper in the country. All right, so let's get to the WHO story. We have a lot more coming up as well. Latest on Iran. And of course, we're going to talk about that horrific attack in Wisconsin. But the WHO has skipped over the name G. It, 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 the delta, va- the new variants, they named them after the Greek alphabet. So it's like alpha, delta, alpha beta, delta, gamma, delta, you know, Del- the delta variant. It's not named after Delta Airlines. Delta variant is named after the Greek letter delta. So they were up to Mu. The most recent variant's name is Mu. Now, of course, the newest variant uh, is Omnicron, the Omnicron variant. But that wasn't the next letter in the Greek alphabet, which is how they operate here, is they go by the Greek alphabet. Now, let me just say this. Why do they use the Greek alphabet? Why can't they just use the numeric system? Why can't it just be... Variant 1, variant 2, variant 3, variant 4. You ever wonder that? The Delta variant. Why is it called the Delta variant? Why can't it just be variant number 4? And the answer is, I'm telling you this, I believe to be the answer is, because they want to fear monger, because they want to spread panic. They want to instill panic and fear. So if they call it variant 1, it's like, well, yawn, okay, variant 1, vari- oh, variant 4, oh, well, okay, moving on. It doesn't instill fear and panic, but if they call it the Delta variant, then suddenly <clears throat> it's like, it conjures up images of like this this horrible monster it's the delta variant okay Screaming begin, everybody run to the nearest cave and put on like twelve masks because the Delta variant is coming together. That's why they name it. Give me a reason why they name it after the Greek the, the alpha the, the letters in the Greek alphabet. But like why do we constantly give China a pass? I mean, we let China get away with mass murder literally. We tiptoe around. If you call it the Chinese virus, as Trump did, then you're a racist. I mean we need to be sensitive to the Chinese Communist Party, the monsters that they are, who are behind this pandemic. I mean, best case scenario, it leaked out of a lab. The, the the reality may be much worse, but they covered up the pandemic for many, many weeks, allowed it to spread around the world. They could have prevented it. The WHO, who's, by the way, been a cohort of China, WHO has been complicit with China in covering up the pandemic. Now they're refusing to name Z. getting back to the Greek alphabet, G was coming up as one of the next letters in the alphabet. Xi, <clears throat> Xi is the way President Xi Jinping of of China spells his name. Xi is also <clears throat> it's pronounced xi, so it's a different pronunciation in the Greek alphabet. Not I don't know how they know how it's pronounced in in ancient Greek, but it's pronounced xi, not g. But it's the same letters. It's xi. So mu, mu was the most recent uh, uh, st- uh, strain variant, and then the next in line was going to be nu, nu, and then after that g. But because they don't want to offend people, Chinese people named g that's what the WHO said. I'm not, I'm not making this up. They said they don't want to offend, they don't want to stigmatize people with the name G because G is a very common name in China. But we know what the real reason is when they talk about offending people in China named G. It's because they don't want to offend President G. Well, why not? Of course you should offend President G. But they tiptoe around. They let him get a pass every step of the way. And by the way, it's, it's a lie. They say they didn't want to name it after – so they're going to Omicron. They didn't want to name it after uh, New, the, 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 the letter New with an N, even though they named it Mu, the previous variant, because they say New could be used with the word N-E-W, New. It's a, it's a word, so it'll get people mixed up. Well, the word Delta is also a word. Delta is an airline, and they had no problem naming it after an airline – but they don't want to name it after the word new. Okay, well, what about G? They're saying, well, it's a last name. Well, guess what? Mu, according to the Daily Wire, they did research, the last name Mu in China, MU, which they named the variant after, that's actually more common and more pre- prevalent than the, than the name G in China. So it has nothing to do with that at all. We all know they just refused to name it after President G of China because they, they, would, they wouldn't want to offend China. Why? Why can't they offend China? Is it perhaps because China has given <clears throat> millions of dollars to President Biden and to Hunter Biden, is it just simply because, is it so egregious that it's just because Trump is an enemy of China? Trump targets China, rightfully so, so somehow they cannot bring themselves to target China because they don't want to be on Trump's side? I mean, how disgraceful would that be? By the way, I I just want to point out, and I'm always very reluctant to give medical advice, you should never listen to anyone in the media when it comes to medical advice. Obviously, you you should consult with your doctor, and I don't think you should consult with a you know a uh, politician who's uh who who happens to be a doctor who's been in Washington DC for 50 years a bureaucrat i think you should uh, consult with <clears throat> personally with your own family doctor, somebody that you trust. But I just want to make the point, you know, they're they're talking, they're, they're obviously major, major lockdowns happening, like we haven't seen in weeks and months, the market, the stock market tanked on Friday, as a result of the latest variant, and all the lockdowns. So they're talking about how contagious it is. And I just let me just make this point that just because it's contagious, highly contagious, doesn't mean that it's dangerous because the question is how severe is it? In other words, the the common cold is extremely contagious, but the common cold obviously is not very dangerous. The flu is extremely contagious, but the flu isn't necessarily too dangerous for healthy people. So just the fact that they keep talking about contagious, contagious, I'm not saying that the new variant is not dangerous. Maybe... It causes more hospitalizations. Maybe it's very severe. They're talking about it having very mild symptoms early on, but you have to look into it yourself. But my point is, all I keep seeing is, why do we have to worry about this because it's so contagious? Again, I'm not saying that means that it's not very, very severe or even possibly deadly. But these are very tight, very strict lockdowns. And, uh, you know, th- that comes at an expense that comes at a cost It comes at a financial cost. Obviously, it comes at a severe psychological cost to people. So it- it's got to be worthwhile. So the question is going to be how dangerous is this variant? The fact that it's highly contagious, that's not the same thing. Just want to be clear about that as saying that it's very dangerous or that it can lead to very severe illness. President Biden was caught not wearing a mask in a store that requires masks, and in a city that that requires masks, that has a mask mandate. So what a shock. Biden busted not wearing a mask. Follow the science, right? Biden was always going to follow the science. Well, this video was taken by Fox News, and it seems that Biden did not follow the science and did not follow the rules. And these are the rules, of course, that he wants all of us to keep because Biden, he was at a store over the weekend, and the store said required face mask. There was a sign posted outside the store. He had a mask, but the mask wasn't on his face. The mask was around his neck. It wasn't covering his nose and mouth. So I'm pretty sure that when it says required face mask, it means the mask got to be on the face, covering the mouth, covering the nose. And uh, this, he was in Murray's Toggery shop on the island of Nantucket and uh, not not wearing a mask. Now, I don't know what a Toggery shop even is, by the way, but uh, either way, the sign said, wear a mask and Nantucket. Nantucket reinstituted its indoor mask mandate. So there's President Biden uh, not following a mask mandate, even though he's always urging Americans to wear masks when the rules dictate that they need to wear masks. So I don't know. He's not following the science, is he? Uh, Remember when Biden, let me just say this. Remember when President Biden, or I should say as a candidate, remember when Joe Biden as a candidate promised and pledged to unify the country. Remember, he was going to be the uniter. Trump was the divisive, evil one. Trump was the man who was dividing the country, but Biden was going to come in. He was going to unify. He talked about it over and over again. Clearly, just a, an empty, bogus promise, a typical campaign pledge like most politicians do. Not not Trump. Trump kept campaign pledges that were nearly impossible for him to keep, including building a wall. He shut down the government for weeks. It hurt him a lot politically. And he eventually figured out a way using military funding to actually build a wall, which was really in the hands of Congress. So that actually shocked even me. But uh, most politicians like and, and Trump moved the embassy, promised he'd move the embassy and he moved the embassy. Every other politician before him, president before him, promised to move the embassy and then broke their promise. But, but, but Biden, he promised he was going to be a uniter and he, he's he's by the way he's been incredibly divisive. The country is as divided as I've ever seen. Biden basically refuses to work with Republicans unless they completely, completely, you know, bow to him and submit and cave into him in every way. And the the Democrats in general, Psaki, Pelosi, Schumer, I mean, they have been vicious against Republicans. They've been full of venomous hatred for the most part. So so much for unifying the country. But again, did we really expect Biden? But I, I believe some voters actually believed Biden when he said that he was going to unify the country. How about Kamala? Kamala, I mean, uh, have you ever met any more divisive figure than Kamala? Kamala, meanwhile, Biden continues to do nothing to protect the southern border. And, you know, the the Biden administration, they're supposed to be reinstating Remain in Mexico. Remain, Remain in Mexico was a highly successful policy. Another thing Trump did unilaterally, Congress refused to help Trump solved the border mess. The border was a disaster. Trump inherited that from Obama. And uh, Trump figured out on his own, he got a lot of flack because he threatened Mexico and people thought it was going to backfire. And of course, Mexico gave in to Trump because Mexico was afraid of Trump and respected Trump. And uh, Remain in Mexico was an amazing policy because it forced asylum seekers to actually stay in Mexico while they awaited asylum instead of being allowed into the United States through catch and release. So anyway, uh, we know that Biden rescinded um, Remain in Mexico like his first day in office. A court has forced Biden to reinstate it, and Biden claims he's going to reinstate it. Here's the problem, that Biden actually met with the Mexican president. Biden met with the president of Mexico about 10 days ago, and while they were meeting, do you know that while they were meeting, there was a massive caravan, a massive migrant caravan, caravan of illegals heading through Mexico into toward the United States, toward the United States border. And uh, this this caravan, literally a migrant caravan is heading, as Biden is meeting with the president of Mexico, you've got a migrant, think about this, you've got a migrant caravan of illegals, 2,000, 2,000 migrants in this caravan, Haitian refugees and Central American refugees, has refu- you know, quote-unquote refugees, and they're heading through Mexico, and it's growing. So it's getting even bigger. 2,000 is pretty big. Heading toward the southern border between the United States and Mexico. How many times do you think that Biden brought that up with the Mexican president? How many times do you think they discussed that as they're having a meeting, as this migrant, is, as this migrant caravan is heading toward the U.S.? Zero. Zero. They never brought it up. It wasn't even on the agenda. It was not mentioned. Apparently, they didn't think it was a priority. It, well, well, you know, what's the big deal? A couple of thousand illegals who are heading through Mexico toward the United States border, you know, Biden actually wants them. I mean, we know Biden. He he doesn't want to enforce Remain in Mexico. He doesn't want to enforce the border. He doesn't want to have security at the border. He wants them to come through, he wants these illegals to come through because that 's the next the next generation of Democrat voters are illegal sneaking across the border. Why do you think there are so many Democrat voters right now in Texas and in arizona it 's very simple because of the because of the last generation because Obama Clinton and others allowed so many uh, illegal immigrants to come across the border and who do you think they end up voting for? They end up because whether they have children or they vote themselves in a lot of places, even though it's illegal, they uh, they end up becoming Democrat voters. That's how Democrats recruit voters is by uh, allowing illegals to, to cross the border. So uh, no surprise there that Biden did not bring that up with the president of Mexico. All right. So as I said, of course, we've got to mention the horrific attack in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the uh, just unspeakable, unspeakable horror this 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 vicious monster, this terrible person, Daryl Brooks. He drove his car into a parade full of people. He killed six and he brutally injured dozens more and including many children. There were many children in that crowd, in that parade. So this is just unspeakable. This is an unspeakable attack, an unspeakable, horrific, horrific attack. There are no words that I could possibly use to describe this attack. It's simply unspeakable. But uh, what we do need to focus on is that once again, we have another attacker and another criminal who just causes causes devastating damage, who was known to authorities, who was in and out of prisons for years, mostly out, but who had committed numerous—I mean, he had—his criminal record was a mile long. I, I, he had been convicted dozens of times, and I'm not talking about jaywalking here. He had been com- convicted of violent, vicious crimes. We're going to go through some of the list here. And uh, even in the last few weeks, even in the last few weeks, he was— Convicted of crimes, or put on trial for crimes, or put in jail, arrested for crimes, and uh, and he was released on bail again and again, and not a lot of bail, as we're going to see here, uh, a very very small amount of bail. I mean, five hundred dollars or a thousand dollar bail, which is nothing, and that is because of uh, these DAs, because the DA in Milwaukee, John Chisholm, is one of these many. Local DAs, district attorneys, who were funded by George Soros, whose campaigns were funded by George Soros. George Soros has placed these socialist DAs all around the country, Philadelphia, California, you know, just so many liberal cities where they have these liberal DAs. This this John Chisholm was very pro-bail reform and just allows these criminals to just walk out of jail again and again despite them being known to commit Vicious, violent crimes. It's totally outrageous, totally outrageous that this man Daryl Brooks was allowed to be roaming the streets after they had him in custody so many times for these very, very violent crimes. But you can thank these liberal, socialist, radical left DAs like this John Chisholm, who were literally put in put into office by none other than George Soros. So this John Chisholm, he's a disgrace. I mean, he's culpable for this horrific attack. So Daryl Brooks, the first crime that he committed was all the way back in 1999 at age 17. And over the next five years, he committed multiple crimes. Between 2009 and 2011, Brooks was in and out of jail for a series of crimes, including resisting or obstructing an officer, strangulation and suffocation. I mean, so again, this man just committed these violent crimes and attacks again and again. And yet he was allowed to just walk the streets, go free on a $1,000 bail or $500 bail. It's unconscionable. In a 2011 arrest, during a 2011 arrest, he was charged with restricting or obstructing an officer for a second time. That's after he was pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt. And during the traffic stop, a police officer literally jumped inside the car because he thought that Brooks was about to run him over. In other words, he, he thought he'd be this cop, basically pulled him over, not wearing a seatbelt. He approaches the car, and it looked like. Darryl Brooks was about to use his car, drive it, and, ru- and run down the officer. So the officer, to escape that and to avoid that, he actually jumped inside the car. As Brooks began to drive away, the officers talked to him. The officer got in the car, wrestled for control of the steering wheel. Eventually, the officer managed to stop the car, remove the keys as Brooks ran off, and then Brooks was eventually taken into custody. Now, fast forward to July 2020 of last year, this Brooks fired a gun at his nephew, during a fight over a cell phone. I mean, this man is just a vicious thug and he's just arrested again and again, placed behind bars, temporarily, released, put into jail again, arrested again, released again and again. And by the way, this happens all the time. There are so many criminals. It doesn't just happen usually that somebody goes and commits a mass murder like this. Usually there are signs, usually they've been arrested in the past or usually they are known to authorities or people around them you know, figure out that there's something suspicious. So it's like here, this was so incredibly preventable, which is so frustrating. So now after that uh, gunshot arrest, Brooks faced 10 years behind bars, but the court was unable to give him a speedy trial due to COVID-19. There were COVID-19 delays. So, so in February of this year, he was released on $500 bail. Again, he was arrested for firing a gun gun during a fight over a cell phone released on $500 bail because of COVID delays. it's um, The criminal justice system is just a disaster. Then he committed another vicious crime. He found a former female acquaintance of his, tried to get her into his car, but then brutally attacked her. She refused to get into the car, so he struck her in the face, ran her over with his car, and she actually had tire tracks on her pants. She had tire tracks on her legs, uh, on her clothing because he try, he literally tried to run her over with his car. It sounds like he he mostly succeeded in some capacity. So he was charged with recklessly endangering safety, bail jumping, battery, disorderly conduct. And he was given a bail uh, an amount of $1,000. I mean, this man is pure evil and he was released on a $1,000 bail. And this was just a few weeks ago. And then he, of course, commits this horrific attack. Uh, now, by the way, and they still offered him bail even after this attack where, of course, he drove through this crowd and, of course, murdered a bunch of people. They still – there's still bail. He has $5 million bail. Now you're going to say, well, $5 million bail, that's an awful lot of bail. Well, why do we have to give him any bail? Why do you have to make there be any chance at all for him to be able to get out? Just no bail. At at this point, everybody knows he's guilty. We, we There are videos. I mean there were tons of witnesses. This man's going to jail for life. We know what he did. You're still giving him bail, five million dollars. Why? Why give him even, uh, even a trillion dollars worth of bail? Why? And uh, furthermore, do you know they actually started a GoFundMe page? What kind of evil monster would actually start a GoFundMe page for this man trying to raise five million dollars to actually get him released on bail? I mean, what kind? How? Who could donate to such a thing? Who would start such such a campaign? It, it boggles the mind. I mean, it's literally mind numbing. But. Um, Thankfully, GoFundMe actually shut that down. They actually shut that 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 uh, that campaign down. But I mean, why bail for a man like this? Can somebody explain that to me? All right, moving on here. It's official: the Build Back Better Act, the Build Back Better Bill, or as I like to call it, the Bankrupt the Kids Bill. It's going to increase the deficit by hundreds of billions of dollars, as we predicted. That's even after all the gimmicks, and the White House is still lying and claiming that this is not going to cost a dime. It's unbelievable. You can't make this stuff up. The CBO estimate, so the the CBO, Congressional Budget Office, they put out their official estimate. uh, How much of a deficit will the BBB, the Build Back Better bill, create, the Bankrupt the Kids bill? How much will it add to the deficit? Well, the CBO estimate is... Over 367000000000 billion. It'll add $367 billion to the budget deficit. Now, this is a multi-trillion dollar package. Now, here's the thing. Number one, the CBO always underestimates it. Oh, they always get it wrong. They always underestimate how much it'll add to the deficit substantially. Uh, uh, look at Obamacare. Look at the estimates of Obamacare. It increased the deficit by way more than the CBO projected. Number two, this is after all the gimmicks, right? They sunset the programs. A lot of the programs expire after a year. That drives down the official cost of the bill, but we know it's going to be permanent. We know that, the, that it's going to be renewed, free child care and a lot of the other entitlements. These entitlement programs, they don't just go away after a year, they get renewed. So the, the, this is going to add tons of money to the, na- to, to, to the budget deficit, and yet the director of the White House National Economic Council, Brian Deese, he insists that the bankrupt the kids bill is actually going to pay for itself. He insists that it's actually going to reduce the deficit. There's no such thing as a as a as a multi-trillion dollar socialist package that actually would ever reduce the deficit. It's absurd. He says it's going to reduce the deficit by trillions. Brian Deese, uh, this uh, White House economic advisor. But why? Because it raises taxes on corporations. Now, yes, it does raise taxes on corporations, but that's never enough to offset trillions of dollars worth of spending. In fact, Obama's own economic advisor, Obama's own economic advisor, says that uh, this bill is actually going to increase the deficit. This was reported on Fox News. Former Obama senior advisor Steve Ratner, he says that the only way to claim that this bill is paid for is because of budget gimmicks like the Biden Administration has been using the sunset clauses where they have these uh, benefits expiring after a year, but in reality, we know that that's not going to happen. Ratner also quoted the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, who said that this bill will add at least $800 billion to the deficit over the next five years. So that's an awful lot more than the CBO estimate and an awful lot more than the Biden administration who says, oh, this is actually going to reduce the deficit. We're spending trillions of dollars, but we're going to tax corporations. So that's going to reduce the deficit. And uh, of course, the media is covering all of this up. The media, Biden is basically lying about how devastating this bill is going to be for the economy, for the budget. And uh, the media is, is like spreading misinformation ...about this bill, this socialist bill, and is the media, uh, they're spreading misinformation. Will they get suspended from Twitter or Facebook? Uh, You know, when conservatives spread accurate information and Facebook thinks it's misinformation, they ban conservatives. Uh, Does the media get that same treatment when they spread misinformation about the Biden Build Back Better bill? All right, Iran, news on Iran. Iran is closer than ever to developing a nuclear weapon. They're literally closer than they've ever been before... And yet they refuse to allow UN inspectors in to ins- to, to inspect their nuclear program, of course. And uh, what kind of consequence, what kind of repercussions, what kind of punishment is Iran getting? They're completely breaching the, 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 the nuclear deal. And the Europeans are still part of the nuclear deal. So it, it's like they're, they're, they're just like they're openly... They are openly shoving it in our face, the Iranians, that they are breaching the nuclear deal, enriching uranium to a far, far higher level of purity than was ever allowed by the deal. And you're going to say, well, Trump backed out of the deal. Well, the EU is still part of the deal. Forget Russia, China. The EU is still part of the the, the nuclear, the bogus Obama nuclear deal. So it's totally not being enforced. And meanwhile, the U.N., The IAEA, which is the UN nuclear watchdog, they're the ones who are supposed to be officially monitoring Iran so that this can be enforced. The whole thing is just a show. It's just a sham. It's just a game. And the Iranians, we're not going to let you in. No, please let us in. No, pretty please let us in. No, we won't let you in, but we need to. It's just come on. And yet the Iranians just continue to get closer and closer, they've got the centrifuges, they're enriching uranium to 60% purity, and they're enriching a lot of uranium, and they've got the ICBMs, the nuclear-capable intercontinental ballistic missiles. Those were allowed under, Ob- under the Obama deal. Uh, unbelievably, he actually allowed them to develop uh, long-range ICBMs. So they've got the, the the delivery system for the nukes, which they're this close to creating. Uh, they're months away. Uh, so, And listen to how this is being reported, this story in Bloomberg. Uh, Bl- Bloomberg News is reporting this. The media does this all the time. By the way, most of the media is burying this story, ignoring it. But uh, Bloomberg's actually reporting it. But it's like they literally make the Iranian side equivalent to to to, to the rest, to the UN and to the good people, good good people, quote unquote. So you got Rafal Grossi, the head of the IAEA. Look, the the UN, they're not good when it comes to Iran or anything else. But they're the best we've got here. So you've got Bloomberg comparing and like equating the two. So let, let me just listen let, listen to the reporting over here. Rafal Grossi, head of the IAEA, he spoke in Vienna, and he says they're reaching a point where they will not be able to trace Iran's nuclear activity because Iran is not letting them install cameras at the plant where they manufacture centrifuges, which is pretty crucial stuff. So Bloomberg says, quote, Grossi, they quote Grossi, Rafal Grossi, head of the IAEA at a press conference in Vienna, saying we're close to the point when I would not be able to guarantee continuity of knowledge. We have to solve this very quickly. He's basically saying Listen, we're not going to be able to monitor Iran's activity. And then Bloomberg says, quote, Iran's top diplomat, Hossein Amirabo Dalian, struck a more positive note saying Tehran had reached an agreement in principle with the UN watchdog on technical issues related to nuclear inspections. And the parties would meet soon to finalize an agreement. So it's like, are you kidding me? You have... Grossi, Rafal Grossi from the U.N. saying, listen, like we're almost at the point where we have no idea what Iran is doing. That's basically what he's saying. And then Iran's top diplomat, Hussein Amira, whatever, whatever the name is, struck a more positive note saying Tehran had reached an agreement in principle with the U.N. watchdog. I mean, really? The Iranian? Wow. Well, the Iranians like, like, well, the U.N. says we have no clue. Iran's really, really close, frighteningly close to to, to a nuke. But Iran's top diplomat, Hussein, he struck a more positive note saying, no, you know, we're really close to reaching an agreement. We're going to let you in. Are you kidding me? The the Iranian bogus fake propaganda, that's, that's who you're quoting? That's who you're equating? He struck a more positive Iran struck it. Well, you know, the bad news is that the UN claims that the Iranians aren't letting them in. But the Iranians, they struck a very positive note. They've got a whole different take on this. They say, no, it's just some technical things that we're working out. We're going to let them in any minute. Are you kidding me? Meanwhile, IAEA inspectors reported this month, Iran continues stonewalling their attempts to know the source of uranium traces decades old that were detected at undeclared nuclear locations. And I just want to explain this because you remember Benjamin Netanyahu and the Mossad uh, actually exposed the fact that Iran what happened was back in twenty fifteen when they signed the Obama nuclear deal, the Bogus Obama nuclear deal, uh, Iran had to declare all of its nuclear sites, all of its nuclear facilities, nuclear locations. But the problem is that somehow the Israelis and the Mossad, because you know the UN's not going to figure any of this stuff out. They all rely on Israel. The the Israelis are doing everybody's dirty work. The Israelis are the ones who keep sabotaging Iran's nuclear facilities. They they, they do all sorts of amazing things. You have these mystery explosions that keep happening taking out Iran's nuclear facilities. The rest of the world doesn't have the... You got got the UK, England, I mean, you got France, Germany, NATO, like all these countries that are supposed to be monitoring Iran, policing Iran, doing nothing. Doing nothing. Just sitting there just being totally manipulated by Iran and Israel's the only one Israel they're always bashing Israel they're always condemning Israel for human rights violations and occupiers and all that other stuff meanwhile the Israelis are protecting the world from a nuclear threat from Iran it's just it's just it's unfathomable but uh so so they had to declare these nuclear sites in 2015 well the Israelis uncovered traces of uranium in locations that were never ever declared they're supposed to be empty warehouses they were never declared as being Iranian nuclear facilities, so that 's very suspicious. That means the Iranians broke literally breached the deal from the moment that they signed it uh, and the u n has uh confronted Iran about this, and Iran has never given an answer of course because there isn't we know the answer there is no answer and I love how like the Bloomberg says the Iranians claim that they just want they, they, they want nuclear Power plants. The Iranians claim they're only enriching uranium for peaceful purposes. I mean, the, the the media repeats the same lie all the time. The Iranians say it's all it's for peaceful purposes. They just want nuclear energy. I mean, they they barely have so, supply like basic food supplies. They barely barely have medicine in Iran. They barely have food and water. But like, they want nuclear power plants because they they they, they, they want to power their country. They want clean energy and they want to power their country. Um, with enriched uranium. By the way, they're enriching uranium at 60 percent, which is like really close to what's needed for a nuclear weapon. And finally, are you aware that right now there are 15 American hostages being held captive in Haiti? Uh, This is like the most underreported story. Yes, 15 Americans. These are missionaries who were basically taken captive, basically kidnapped a few weeks ago in Haiti. And so far, it seems that President Biden has not been able to do anything to get them released. So you literally have 15—forget what's happening in Afghanistan, which now the media has forgotten. Uh, But 15 Americans are literally being held captive in Haiti as we speak. These were missionaries. They were kidnapped. And uh, what has Biden done to try to get them released? Do we have any idea? How is this not a story? Uh, Where is the media on this? Where is the outcry on this? All right, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you— next time.